Welcome to Spiritual Warrior TV and Podcast, your go-to channel for everything related to spirituality, metaphysics, personal development, and well-being. I'm your host, Renzo Ruiz Haas, and I'm on a journey myself as a truth seeker and as an explorer to discover and to share with you all the best tips, tools, and different approaches that contribute to nourish our souls, embrace our humanity, and help us incarnate the greatest and brightest expression of ourselves. Because when we become better versions of ourselves, we make this world a better place. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Warrior TV and Podcasts. And today's guest, she's a singer, songwriter, creative artist, life lover, an angel of joy and living magic. Without any further ado, I want to give a big warm welcome to the one and only <laughs> Aveya. Nelson. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Renzo. It was adorable. Thank you so much. <laughs> you so lovely. It's, I'm so happy to have you here on the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I was like super honored when you reached out and you were like, hey, do you want to be on my podcast? I was like, oh my God, of course. I love doing podcasts. So thank you so much for this opportunity. <laughs> so... Can you explain to our audience here, um, what was the thing that made you jump into the, your musical journey? Was that something that was always with you or you kind of discovered that later on? How did that unfold for you? Oh my gosh, that's, um, that's quite the story actually. Um, Please, want to know more. <laughs> <laughs> but it's quite the magical one. I would say that... Um, It's so ironic because by far um, the intuition that I received about uh, leaving my career behind and going for music was like by far the one that I least expected in my entire life. Like that was never a thing for me. <laughs> so ever, what were you doing ever. before? What was it, that career you were in? So I actually, um, I went to university to become a teacher. So I, I was a French teacher for a really long time. I'm half French, half Filipina. Oh, and so no. I grew up um, speaking French and like French culture and everything. And so, um, yeah, and that was actually my life. I thought that that was going to be it. And it was such an interesting sequence of events, even though I did grow up in a musical family. My mother has a beautiful voice. Um, we had a piano. We all took like singing lessons and piano lessons. It was never, it was just kind of like this thing that was like a hobby for me. And, um, and it was interesting. There was a certain turn of events for me when I actually started to connect to my music. And ironically enough, it was when I had just like, I was a teenager and I was just like so over like taking music lessons and piano lessons. And it felt so rigid, it felt like a chore basically that I was forced to do. And so I quit and um, I didn't touch anything for like two years and it felt so good wow. to take a breather. 
And within those two years, I actually forgot everything. Like I forgot how to read sheet music. I forgot everything, but my fingers never forgot how to play the piano. And that's what so happens when you feel here, music, yeah? <laughs> yes. And see, that's where the magic actually happened is two years later, I was like uh, in my teens. And for whatever reason, I was just kind of looking at the piano that I hadn't touched in forever that I was like, whatever, I don't even care about the piano. And I decided to play. And it was so that I will remember that moment where I just put, I didn't even know if I could still play it, to be really honest at that point. Mm -hmm. I just put my fingers on the keyboard on the piano and I just started playing. And it was like the music was just flowing out of me. And it was literally, that was the first experience I got of like feeling melody flow through me as opposed to learning right. a skill with my mind mm. and but so I would say that was probably like the first taste that I got um and that was it honestly like from then on music kind of became my little like my little secret it was interesting <laughs> like I didn't even my closest friends didn't know that I played the piano they certainly didn't know that I sang I shared it with no one Renzo like no one <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how's it the transition from you from going for like work working full-time your job and then stepping into music I guess it must have been like a hard <laughs> step to do right it, uh, like it owning it full-time working yeah. music oh my god that was terrifying um it definitely it went from being this like little hobby that I did and I I had moved to um I was I'm from Montreal Canada and I had moved to California Word. Montreal <laughs> yes <laughs> there too <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, yay. Yeah. <laughs> I love Montreal. Um, and I was actually working this teaching job in San Diego that, oh my God, I absolutely loved. And there wasn't a shred of doubt in my mind I was going to retire there. Like my students were are just like the sweetest students I ever encountered. And I loved the school. It was just amazing. And it was like this very interesting sequence of events where life was like, mm -mm -mm, like you're gonna, we have something else planned for you. And right. so your soul, I your higher self pulling you somewhere else, right? Man, did it ever. And it was crazy. Cause I literally, I never saw this coming when I really tell you that this was not like anywhere on my radar ever in my life. It really wasn't. And so it was the start of a new school year. And I had specifically asked my school not to give me an extra class. And they did. They just had to, basically. And within the first few weeks of that school year, it just became so consuming. I was like working 50, 60 hours a week. And instead of spending most of my time with the kids and like learning and doing all these fun activities and teaching them this beautiful language, I was spending most of my time like emails, preps, meetings, like, and I was miserable. Right. Teacher's job is like, I don't know, I've never been a teacher, but from what I've heard, it's very demanding and uh, it definitely is it's something that i feel like every educator that i've met in in my teaching career really did it from the heart it wasn't certainly wasn't for the pay yeah, for sure because <laughs> um, you end up working all these so many extra hours it's unbelievable you do and you build these relationships that's the thing and it really pulls at your heartstrings you build these relationships with these beautiful kids and then you just want to go above and beyond it just doesn't yeah and it's impressive and how all like 
I don't know what 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 was your age range that you were uh, teaching there? Was it? Oh, that's a great question. So I actually started off teaching uh, the older high school kids. Okay. Um, so like seniors that arranged, that's when I started my, my teaching career in Montreal. And then I went on to teach college. And because I, I don't know, I always thought like I was better with the older kids and then I hated it. And by the time I moved to California, I randomly got this position and it was offered. They were looking for a French teacher and it was, but it was for little kid. It was for like middle school, which for us is like sixth grade, which would be considered elementary here. Mm -hmm. um, sixth grade, sixth, seven and eighth grade, basically. And I wasn't sure. And I was like, I don't know. These kids are really young. And it ended up being, oh my God, the best thing I ever did. I love that. that. Would you say that was, your, was that your favorite type of group a million percent a million percent it was so interesting because I always thought of myself like no I like to have like deep intellectual like you know critical thinking conversations but when I when I had I didn't know and when I literally ended up with this group of kids I had so much fun like we would go outside we would play instead of playing Simon Says we would play Madame Nelson Says and like I would teach them vocab it was just it was so much fun with them <laughs> and so that was my favorite age awesome. group and it's the impressive it's impressive all you can learn from kids right because they're so connected to like source and yes their like, their innocence they bring like a different perspective as uh, as us like as adults we've been like conditioned and all this stuff and they're just like they have a fresh new perspective things mm -hmm. which i find amazing and by teaching you actually learn as well definitely i that was probably one of the things i loved most about them was just i was their love, their innocence, and just how they, I could feel their energy when they came into my room. And no matter how tired I was or how little I slept, it's just like the radiance of them being like, hi, like Madame Nelson, are we doing this today or whatever? It just lit me up. They, 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 I learned so much from them. And I feel like as a teacher, one of the things I loved the most was teaching beyond my subject and really just teaching things like, like listening to ourselves or growth or, or just life lessons, love, mm. like emotional intelligence or those right. things. Those Something were, that we, we're missing a lot right now in, in, in the school system, right? Mm, yeah. All these definitely. things that we, we, uh, we often don't want to, our society doesn't want to acknowledge, but they're really present. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, as, and when I was a teacher, I actually had that like privilege and opportunity to share a lot of that with my students. And I think that's why um, I became definitely one of the favorite teachers. And, um, and yeah, so going back to just uh, the journey to music that year, <laughs> was particularly challenging and, and it was interesting because within the first few weeks of that year I literally couldn't just my heart was just it was so it was just breaking and the only thing that was keeping me sane if you want was music so I would kind of like work 60 hours a week and at, at night when I would come home I would be playing the piano and I would be writing I'd, I'd cry and it was just really hard for me I think what was most heartbreaking during that 
process was just the feeling that I had so little energy to give to my students, which is what meant most to me at the time. And so that's what was heartbreaking. And it was so my music in a sense kind of fueled, you know, a way for me to express that in in the evenings. And it was nuts, Renzo. Like I went from like having a first, you know, few weeks of challenging like weeks of teaching to like, holy fuck, I think I'm, I'm like, something's happening here with music. And I just, I started writing, writing music, writing songs. And within, man, within like the first two months of that school year, I had this feeling, I was like, holy fuck, I think I'm going to leave (laughs) to do this. And it was kind of crazy because I was like, like, you understand, like, I had never played for anyone. No one had ever heard me (laughs) play a single note in my life, let alone sing, like, maybe karaoke and stuff. I am half Filipina, so we do love karaoke (laughs) in my family. But aside from that, so it was terrifying. And I want to say within the three three first months of that school year, I went from, you know, playing at night to, you know, relieve some of this heartache to going to my first open mic and performing, which was terrifying and um, deciding that I was going to leave for music. It's like, I just, I got the message. I got the download and I Mm. couldn't, it was crystal clear. And I was just like, in my head, I was like, what do you mean? I'm leaving for music. I've never done this in front of everyone. This is complete madness. And so I told my my uh, my beloved school that I absolutely loved working there, and I told my students, and it ended up being such a blessing. I left that year; it happened so quickly, <laughs> and um, it was such a beautiful gift in so many ways. I had students coming up to me at the end of the year, and they were like, "Madam Nelson, like I know that I'm going to follow my dreams because I saw you do it." You know, wow. and, and it so was inspiring. Yeah, was, so inspiring. It was I love so inspiring. It. <laughs> because I was just like they were my family you know so that was kind of the transition and from then on it was just everything was new everything was an edge every step forward was terrifying to share of course, myself because you're way. like you're you're trying something new there you're getting out of your comfort zone it's it's never a the feeling that is the most comfortable yet that feeling is the one that makes you grow the most Right, and it's like that for every every new thing that we try. It, there's always that that feeling of fear, like doubt, and all the stuff. But uh, that's just like our excitement too. That definitely kind of mix into that. Definitely, and it's. I feel like what was interesting too is like nothing had really prepared me for this. It's not like I grew up feeling like, yeah, I want to perform. I want to be on stage. And it's like, like I had that sense of preparing myself for this to happen. It was just, I went from, you know, never playing for anyone, no one even knowing that I do music to suddenly, Hey, I'm leaving to pursue this. So everything was just so scary, so intimidating. There was no like, you know, learning curve of growing up doing it. It was yeah it was just like all right like off you go (laughs) and so it was nuts like so overnight I literally left my career um and um and it was a career I loved it's like we hear that story you know people are like well I left a job that I hated to pursue my dreams I left like a dream job that I absolutely loved 
to pursue something so freaking crazy that I well, had. I and, you know, and you know what? That to me takes even more courage because it does. You're, you're actually like, if you're in a shitty job and you're like not happy there, I wouldn't feel bad. I'd be like, okay, well, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to go and follow my dreams. Like, or if you're in a job that you actually enjoy and love, but you know, inside of you, like your intuition is calling you somewhere else. That's, that actually takes a lot more courage. <laughs> Because, you know, you oh can hit God. a wall. Does you can, you can like, mess up, hit a wall, and you don't know. Basically, you're just, like, jumping into the abyss. And But when you take that jump, and then in the end, it's the most, like, rewarding thing you can do. Definitely. Definitely. And I felt like um, already the jump that I made when I had decided to move to California, like, on a whim. Um, that yeah, was how probably- did that happen? How did you, like... Did someone call? Did you know someone in California, or was it just like "fuck it, I want to go there"? <laughs> I just want to live that there. was that was a, also like a very crazy. It's interesting because I've always been someone who's such a straight shooter. Like you know, went to the best university in the country, like got a master's, like did all these things, and so I was never really much of a risk taker. And suddenly, like a series of things had happened in my life. One of which was uh, my dog passing away, um, oh. who I had when I was 10, and at the time I was 25. And so we pretty much had, like, saw me from a child to, yeah, you know, no, definitely a this animals become part of the family. They're really totally one more family and, member for sure. Oh my gosh, of course. I know and that feeling because I remember when I, when I had to come to Canada, I was 11. I also had to leave my dog, which was like, I knew I was never going to see him again. And oh my God. So it's basically like your dog dying pretty much, right? Yes. No, absolutely. It was hard. It was definitely hard for me. I was in tears. I was. Oh, for sure. It was, it's, it's, they are such like powerful teachers in our life. And for me, he was definitely like, he taught me what love was. And um, and it was just he and I, we were just in our apartment, you know. Um, Animals are the so best well. example of unconditional love to me. Mm-hmm. I think they're just angels that have been put here to teach us what unconditional love is. <laughs> really. I totally agree. Yeah. And so when he had passed, I had already, even in his last few years, I had had this feeling where I'm like, I want to get out of Montreal. Like, I just want to leave, but I couldn't bring him with me. And so, because he, it just would have been so complicated. He was so big. He had arthritis. Like, I, I was not putting him on a plane. Hell no. And even driving would have been a total issue because it was just so big and like all cramped up. So, I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't go anywhere. I just stayed. And when he passed away, I felt, I literally, there was this moment where I felt him come to me after his passing. And he literally just, his spirit spoke to me and he was like, go, just go like spread your wings. You have no reason to let me back anymore. Just go. And when I felt that I was like, holy cow. Okay. Like this, this was the purpose. This is the moment. And so I, in that moment, it was just a few months after he had passed, I decided I was going to move to this city to San Diego, which I had never been to in my life. I I didn't know a single soul in San Diego. And I had heard great things about it back in my bartending days. I had a few clients who had told me amazing things about San Diego, but I'd never been. And so I told my family, I was like, listen, 
I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm moving to California, I'm moving to the city. And so within the next six months, I, I left my teaching job. I was teaching college at the time. I freaking hated it. Um, it was awful. It was a terrible job. I hated it. And, um, and I was in a pretty toxic relationship. It was like one of those where you just keep weaving in and out at the time. And then my dog had passed and I was like, you know what? Montreal offered me the best that it has like to offer. It's time for me to go. And so I literally packed up my things, sold everything in my house, gave my stuff away. And I had six pieces of luggage and I landed in San Diego, booked a one-way ticket. It was terrifying, right? So I don't know what the fuck. I was <laughs> no, of like, course, of course. Like, for someone who's like such like a planner and such like a straight shooter, this was oh, way that's the worst for a planner. Like I'm, I'm not saying I am a planner, so like, I'm, oh, and and it, was, and it is pretty bad for me as well. But I can't even imagine a planner. <laughs> I yeah it was definitely out of character for me and um but it was it was really like at the time I didn't realize it because I wasn't like awakened and so conscious but it was really my soul like pulling me in this direction and so yeah so I booked a one-way ticket I I'm, the only thing that I had was my six pieces of luggage and a motel room and that was it I didn't have a car I didn't have a job I didn't have a home plan that's it I didn't know anyone there and it was so beautiful because life truly provides when you just trust and for me that was so the biggest, true the biggest expression of trust for me because I really had no idea why I was going there what I was going there for like nothing and literally within the first four weeks of me being there I got a car I got the most beautiful place I had ever like I, it was just beautiful like condo and uh or condo like style apartment and um and two days before school started um I happened to see an uh, an ad of this prestigious um private school that was looking for a French teacher two days before school starts. That does not happen <laughs> in the teaching world, but so you know. And yeah. I ended up doing a series of interviews and I ended up getting it. And it was, I mean, literally overnight, my salary doubled. I had the most amazing benefits, the sweetest students I had ever gotten in my life. I was suddenly in love with my teaching career again. And I was being paid to like fly to Paris every year and do immersion programs with them. Amazing. It was a dream life um, that I was just gifted with. And it was amazing. I, although I was alone there, I didn't have any friends and that was a whole like process in and of itself. I mean, to just think that taking that leap of faith by myself at that time was absolutely hands down the best thing I ever did. And I, and to me, like California is home now and I live in LA now, but that's I mean, amazing. I love California. I did yeah. a road trip of all the West California, oh, like a solo road trip. Yes. Oh, wow. Solo. Yeah. And oh. it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. It's one of the, my, one of my favorite places, really. California. Oh my God, that's amazing. I do. Yeah, I love like. I, I went like all the way up from San Francisco down to LA, well, Hollywood, Malibu, all that. Amazing. And, and then Arizona. Oh, cool. Very Arizona, cool. there was this beautiful place called... Hmm. Havasu Falls. If you've never been to Arizona, uh-huh. go check out that place. Havasu what Falls. What is it called again? Havasu Falls. Havasu Falls. It's like this okay. series of like 
it was a uh, five or six waterfalls this place uh-huh. and it was like i remember i walked like 40 40 kilometers that day in the desert oh. <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah it was quite the hike but a uh, beautiful totally worth it oh wow i wish i would have stayed longer though i want to go back for sure definitely yeah. the, the energies there were something like wow out of this world it was a paradise i totally agree well you'll have to let me know when you're in town so we can uh definitely no for sure i definitely want to go back though to cali that's amazing maybe to live there who knows right (laughs) yeah i honestly i i love living there i'm open to living like anywhere i don't think people often they always ask me like so are you do you think you would move back to montreal and i'm always like no I'm not, I'm not moving back to Montreal, but I, I love Montreal in summertime. Honestly, yeah. I think it's a beautiful place in summertime. Yes. The only thing like, um, I'm the worst when it comes to cold weather. I can't, okay. like, it's just, I'm it's, the biggest wimp when it comes to cold weather. Same. I, I just can't stand it. It's, it's too much. And, yeah. and yeah. And also just experiencing like the collective vibration of different cities and namely in LA it's amazing like the level the collective consciousness is so much higher and there is like such a like high vibrational tribe in that city and which is interesting because it also contrasts to what a lot of people think is like fake and like you know plastic surgery and all these things and of course all of that exists but there's a beautiful spectrum and and I've definitely found uh what I feel like is my soul family um out there and um and I'm also open to like living in other places I've been to so many like places around the world that I would totally be like oh I could totally live here for a while it's so beautiful yeah, so. no for sure I'm looking like a, I'm I'm thinking of Hawaii right now, New Zealand, Australia, so Puerto many places Rica. I want to go to right now. <laughs> and you were mentioning the healing effects of sound. Now we know like through, I don't know if you heard of semantics before, where it's mm. like the sound that takes uh, different uh, vibration, like geometric patterns mm. on water or sand and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so we now know that you know sound emits vibrations that have a you know harmonizing effect on our energy field so did you feel that for you like a sound had a healing effect on you or of any sorts that's a great question um yes absolutely it was so healing for me in in that moment for me that was very challenging and then it went from healing to being a just such a profound form of expression and um and just a way to really feel myself um on a like deeper level because when you're writing music and playing music um it just it's almost like when you can just step into this like channel where you kind of remove yourself from the whole operation, it's, it's almost like it's flowing through you. And in that flow, there is so much like healing and liberation and love and expression and just so much more of yourself. And it just feels like you're fueling yourself. And then that is being literally transmuted to others through the sound that you're bringing, whether it's vocally or on 
piano or ukulele or whatever. Um, so yes, I definitely feel like it's, it has like incredible, you know, what's interesting too, is I always thought to myself, there's one thing that everyone has in common and everyone whatever type of music you like everyone likes music like i've never sure. come across like so in every I mean, culture if you look at the shamanic cultures yeah. everywhere everywhere they use like drums flutes drums. they they have some type of music i agree Chant. 100% yeah, yeah it's it's the one thing that i feel is like really unite i mean there's a lot of things that unite us but that is one thing that like i mean i've definitely met people who are like oh no i'm not into movies or i'm not into reading but music i have never met a single person yeah. never like doesn't matter what kind of music you like but and i just find that fascinating i find it fascinating how we can be feeling something in the moment and like you say there's like there's like a medicine in the sound waves in like woven into like how the person wrote the lyrics the melody that suddenly it's like bursting your heart open and maybe it's allowing you to cry in that moment because you just need to like feel the pain or feel sadness and that's fine mm. or maybe it's like making you feel alive whatever it is it the beauty is how it makes us feel and that it's there's just something so powerful about that that i obviously really resonate with as a as a musical artist now um but yeah it's definitely a beautiful point about sound um amazing amazing um one thing now we've been talking about your music career and stuff but you obviously have gained some like level of consciousness at one point in your life right where <laughs> yeah. you became more aware of your spirituality and uh, you know basically your energy your intuition how did you get to into that that state how did you discover like spirituality and consciousness in your life mm, that's a great what was question. the thing like that that made you think oh okay uh, you know, more, more than, than just, just physical. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, man, that was an interesting one. So when I did move to Cali, um, I, I didn't know at the time that I was essentially like super heartbroken and jaded. And, and in my mind, I had like given all this love to all my exes and one in particular, I would say. And basically my conclusion was that no matter how much love that you give to someone, it doesn't mean that you're going to get it back doesn't mean that you're going to be wanted back and so with that this was all unconscious but um mm -hmm. basically my conclusion was that love is not enough and I should just go to the next best thing and at that moment I was like well I feel like just financial security feels like the next best thing and so at that time when I was transitioning um and living I had just started living in Cali I was actually <laughs> believe it or not I was an aspiring trophy wife and so I my heart was just broken and I just felt like well if I can't get love I might as well just be comfortable in life and enjoy the nice things. And little did I know, just a few months later, an old friend of mine, uh, who you know, David Lyon, um, yeah. hit me up, emailed me randomly. Uh, he didn't know that I had that I was living in California. And was like, hey, do you want to link up? And at the time, I was like, 
pretty like it was challenging to 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 be living in California because I didn't have any friends yet and so I was longing for connection so I told him well like you know what I'm actually coming back to Montreal in a month for the holidays let's link up you know and when we did that began that began like this whole that was my awakening so meeting him again and also meeting him completely different we had been friends for um we've been friends for over a decade and seeing how different he had changed because he was also just like spiritually awakened and everything and so basically my whole awakening process happened through my reconnection with David Lyon and we became just best mm. friends and I can and see how that happened <laughs> yes I know you've experienced him and he's yeah. so incredibly magical and he's been for sure uh, by far like the just the greatest inspiration in my life and so um yeah it was really just like planting those seeds and and just watering them inside of me and of course it's been years of of this journey of you know seeing more of myself um learning to love parts of myself that I didn't even know that were in the dark and um and it's right because it's like a never-ending process right you, oh, absolutely I, I like to compare my spiritual journey as an onion like i said before it would like yes. peel many layers yes. and every layer you peel it's just like all sorts of emotions that rise More, you know yes. tears of joy pain everything i totally agree i totally agree and i think from then on it just allowed me to see myself. It allowed me to see the pain that was in my heart and it really liberated me. Um, his love was such a powerful component for me because he just, the experience of his love alone healed so many wounds inside of me and it oh, allowed yeah. myself to just see see myself and see how much I needed me in that moment. I needed my own love. I needed my own compassion and I needed to hold myself for all the things that I had went through up until that point. So it was such a huge teacher to experience, especially a man's love because I hadn't really experienced such great relationships up until that point. And, so and real love, right? When you experience real love, yeah. it's wow. It's so liberating because, you know, real love doesn't, want to control or it doesn't judge it doesn't exactly it doesn't, doesn't judge it doesn't condemn it doesn't <laughs> it's just a light feeling you know yes loving you as you are unconditional love right yes so he absolutely gave me that experience and and through the unfolding of, of our friendship of of my relationship to myself to um, it just continued to expand to the point that by the time I did leave my career and started to work for myself and pursue music, it's basically my spirituality became my guiding force from then on. And it was mm. such a beautiful, it was interesting, like the moment I had left the whole nine to five world and that lifestyle it's like it blasted me open to this whole inner world in which provides so much guidance and literally that has become my full-time everyday like 24 7 um I don't want to say job but just passion just beingness because <laughs> yes, your, your activity is kind of like an extension of who you are Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And, it, and even though I, you know, I'll introduce myself as a musical artist and all these things, the truth is those are all just expressions of myself. I had, I exactly. don't just do music. There's a million other things that I love to do. But and that's something I have a hard time too with labels, you know, because mm-hmm. I've always been passionate about many things. And then like, I just didn't want to describe myself as like this one thing because you know, I love doing so many things. And if tomorrow I want to, I don't know, if tomorrow I want to be a comedian, then that's Absolutely. what I'm going to be tomorrow because I feel like it. And yes. I feel like labels kind of, they limit us into our expansion. What we can yeah, do, because we can be whatever we want to be. Definitely. <laughs> no limits. I feel like I've, I've made my peace with labels just because um, I feel like it also, if you can carry the vibration in which you're wanting to express that label from, it can also have the potential to be received that way. And so right. very yeah. well said. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you're expressing it from an expansive way, even though I may say, you know, it's just like you said, today I might see someone and be like, oh, yeah, hey, I'm a musical artist. And maybe tomorrow I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a fashion stylist or I also do interior design or I actually uh, do living magic and like run retreats Mm -hmm. and things like that. It just depends. But ultimately, um, I feel like when I express any of those labels, to me, they feel infinite. They're not closed. And so I, yeah, I've made my peace with with them because I've also struggled with the whole like, but what do I say that I am? I'm so much more like. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. No, but I like the the way you explain it. It's, It's all about how you let them define you, right? What's mm-hmm. your definition behind those labels? You let those labels limit you or do you just use them as a way to I don't know, represent you whatever you want? to? Like, yeah, exactly. like, just like you said, if in that moment you want to be a comedian, it's like, it's just an opportunity to express who you are in that moment. And the very next second, it might be completely different. And that's the beauty of it. So. <laughs> awesome. What are some new reflections, new realizations, or just to put it in this way, uh, expansions in consciousness that you've had recently? Oh, such a good question. I about was anything. It could be about events happening or just mm-hmm. anything. New realizations. I, new, new I had a really powerful one. My sister was just asking me this yesterday. And um, man, so you know how like, in like just spiritual concepts there are things that we know and we like kind of understand but you haven't fully felt it like totally completely like I'll just for me I'll just give the example like yes I totally get that we are all one but in this moment do I feel like I am one with my laptop or this table in front of me like I don't know if I totally feel that in my being all right so it's like I totally get You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yes, yes, I totally get it. And I know it. And have I fully felt, you know, it in every cell of my body? Not particularly for that concept. Let's just put it that way. So that was kind of where I stood in terms of feeling myself as the big it like the the big it that we're looking for it's like we're told even through living magic which is how we met um the retreat um that is the slogan of living magic it's you are the magic that you seek and even that it's like yeah of course i'm the magic that i seek but 
up until recently, that um, particular embodiment hadn't fully like crystallized inside of me. And it happened so beautifully um, where one morning I was just kind of waking up and I was observing, I was just observing, I guess, like how I move about my day. And in my observation, I noticed that I wander a lot, like, and the wandering kind of feels like that feeling feels like, oh yeah, like I could do yoga right now, or sure, I could work on this song right now, or maybe I could do this. Like all those things were like, yeah, cool. I could do any of those things. Those could like, and I was just like, and I was like, why does this feel like I'm wandering? Like from any, like, it's like, I'm not feeling any particular pull. And I was just kind of sitting with that. And I didn't really, and I just let it be. I was just like letting it be an observation. And then within the next couple of days, I, I had had these conversations in which I had gotten so alive and so lit and I felt so much bliss and gratitude and I was just in tears and I felt myself so amazing. And it dawned on me that the very feeling that I was looking for through either, you know, maybe choosing to do yoga or write a song or continue doing this, that feeling of excitement, of bliss, of just inspiration that I was seeking through the outside options that were presented to me, I could actually generate myself at a much grander scale. And so in that moment, I realized that the thing that was making me wander every day was the search of like what outside um, activity or project or person for that matter, um, might offer me the feelings of inspiration, of love, of excitement. Mm. And when I realized that that's actually why I was wandering, because I was seeking to find that, that source outside of myself. And then I had just experienced it for myself in like much more powerful ways. I was like, holy fuck, like this is, this is that feeling. This is, and it just like, mm. in that moment, I like, it literally blew my mind where I didn't care about any of those things anymore. It's like, I didn't care about, oh, the dream of being on stage with these artists that I love or getting, you know, this, the beautiful mansion house that I dream of or none of those things mattered. Suddenly my highest excitement was to be me, to just wake up and literally be like, holy shit, like I get to be me and literally fuel that excitement, that inspiration, that love from within and then use all of that to then go do the fun mm. activities or whatever, mm. but to literally be the source of it. And it was the first time in my life where I can really say that i that where it wasn't just like oh yeah I, I'm totally the magic like of my life you know and mm. um and so I did this session to, like Lion helped me he like guided me through this uh guided meditation and um these meditations it, are so powerful I was mind blown <laughs> it was amazing it was it was so powerful and plus it was like specifically catered to like crystallizing that for me in my body at the moment and when it did I'm telling you Renzo it was just like I was just in tears of like it was like the realization not even the realization it was feeling finally the embody the embodiment of I am it like I am right. it 
Like and it sounds no, easy, right? It sounds easy, like just be me. It sounds super easy. That's the and it's like. But let me I tell like, you, like it's a fucking challenge for most of us. Is it is embodying and, like everything, fully expressing and to be in that full expansion. Yes. It takes you have to peel a lot of layers of you know fears and insecurities, limiting beliefs, and all you want. Absolutely, absolutely. There, like you're it, 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 like basically what I realize is in order to get to really feeling this from the core of who you are, you literally have to let go completely of your ego of like what your ego wants, you know, the, the being on stage, the mansion, the, you know, traveling here or there, whatever it is, it's like that has to go in order for you to like literally want yourself more than you want your outside dreams. Um, and, and the irony in all of that is that wanting yourself more than anything else literally fuels everything else like in quantum speed, because now you're not doing it as a means to an end. You're literally just doing it because it's the inspiration that is present inside of you. Um, in with. So that, that has literally been my biggest um, shift yet. And that happened like not long ago. And, and it's wow. so true when you say like where it seems so like obvious and it's like, well, of course, but to feel it though, to yeah. really feel it is a whole different thing. Completely. No, it is. I, I 100% agree. And and it's not that I'm, I've, I've fully embodied, like I know I can expand more and I know I can, you know, there's always work to do for me. And I try to put it in a more playful way. That that's something yeah. I also learned from David because uh, I was very hard on myself, and I'm working on that, obviously. Uh, I'm trying to look at it as a more playful, in a more playful ap- approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and like, then, okay, and- how am I gonna have fun today? How am I gonna play today? And and you know, try to embody more of that. Yes, I love that, and 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 I feel like part of like the the whole realization process is that everyone really has their own time and everything we're going in every moment is leading up to all these grand reveals, these grand new awakenings that we experience or grand new shifts. And it's so beautiful because then we have the opportunity to literally sit in so much deep appreciation for ourselves and be like, damn, like, you know what, like all that time that I spent, you know, wanting to be more playful or, or just tuning into more fun or asking myself, you know, like doing all these little practices it has served in such a grand way because like you're saying it's like all those layers of that onion and then like when you get to the core of it you're like oh my god and then you're like wait there's more like (laughs) (laughs) yeah wait there's more yeah (laughs) and if you dig down deeper Mm. in reality there's one truth and this is the only truth that I'm really sure of. And that's love. Yes. Like uh, everything else, I can doubt it. You can, it's debatable, whatever. But if there's one thing that, that one source that we all feel in, where, in one way or another, it, that, that's love. I totally, totally, totally agree. Yes. And it's such a powerful route to just 
come back to no matter what we're going through it's like to just come back to our own love or in our own like infinite compassion for ourselves is like the greatest gift we can we can do and I totally agree it's it's literally you cannot go wrong if you just like go towards more love there's, exactly like there's your sure. expansion <laughs> yeah and and going back to the oneness that you were talking about because mm. Fuck, I can so relate to that. Uh, lately, I've been feeling like I have two personas that I'm playing, you know? One is like the one that's like, what the fuck is going on in the world? Where is there like justice? What, like lately with George George Floyd, I was in rage. I'm not going to lie to you. I was in rage when I, when I saw that video and like police brutality and same for all the... Uh, protesters setting small business on fire and all this stuff. It's like, damn it. That's, that's also like, I condemn all these actions. Right. And I was the part of me. It's like, once that needs for justice, like, come on people. Like <laughs> what the fuck wake up. And another part of me is like, okay, it's important to go back to that oneness and to see myself in others. And like you said, it, it's hard. It's hard to like, look at someone who just murder an, in, murder an innocent person. and say, yeah, I see myself in that person. Mm. But that's also, I think a challenge for us right now as humans to, you know, be able to go back to that state of oneness. I totally agree. And I feel like, at the same time when things like this happen, it's also really beautiful to see that we are, as a planet, we are moving towards more oneness because look mm -hmm. at everything that happened for this one man's life. Like talk about purpose, talk about the like a grand purpose, like as you're leaving this earth, as you're leaving your vessel, like, so, I mean, we're talking about thousands, tens of thousands, who knows how many protests happened in so many cities all at the same time mm -hmm. for this man's life, for what that represented. And so mm -hmm. like that in and of itself, like I feel like is the, the, what we're looking for is, is it, it's like these opportunities. Um, I was having this conversation with, with Ryan, I think it was yesterday, but it was like these opportunities to be able to see contrast in the world so right. that we can see more of what we want. And so absolutely, absolutely. It's, it is, it's like, yes, it's absolutely tragic. And those videos are horrifying and look how much has like come from it. How much people mm -hmm. are like, you know what? Fuck quarantine. We're going to gather thousands of people <laughs> and this is not okay. And that's amazing. Right. And something I like too that I've seen is also police officers, you know, unarming themselves and yeah. joining the people in. And I love that. And I really yeah. want to see more of that in the world, you know, because it's everyone's job. It's everyone's job. It's police, the people, soldiers, everyone's job to stand together in this. Because Absolutely. Absolutely. I also believe that, you know, staying in silence and neutral in situations of injustice hmm. is also like, you know, taking the side of the oppressors in a way. Mm. 
actually so hmm. I, not not in all cases because see this is the way i see it if you can do something about it and when i mean do something is not burning stuff and breaking shit up because that to me violence like trying to extinguish fire with more fire you know it's never going to extinguish a flame mm -hmm. but actually do something at your level that you can do to make this world a better place whether whatever you're called to do if mm -hmm. you're let's like, say if you're a person in power uh if you're in a position of of uh of power as a police officer and there's something you can do about the situation then go ahead and Absolutely. do it I, t I totally agree. And I feel like, um, yeah, the most powerful thing that we can do uh, to, to protest something like this is literally to just shine our light brighter. Mm -hmm. And of course, if we feel called to like, you know, join movements or protests, but even, even if that's not even there, literally just being deeper in the love that we are and shining that and letting that have its own ripple effect is right. taking a stance um, mm -hmm. in, in the highest way. And so, yeah, I actually see a lot of beauty and a lot of oneness that has come through that. And just like you, I love seeing, you know, those pictures of like, just, um, the police force, like hugging, like, you know, and, and I, and, and right, I will also say that like, there is, it's like everything in life. There's a spectrum, you know, we can't just point the finger at all. It's not all cops. It's not, exactly. there's, always, there's always a spectrum. There's always going to be like bad, bad lawyers, bad cops, bad human beings, bad teachers. Like bad there's protesters like, bad as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's just, that's the spectrum. And we still have to show love and compassion because, um, that's not, yeah, like, because you know, he, Otherwise, the other spectrum, we, we don't, we already know what the, what the results are of fighting violence with violence. Like we've seen it through history along, mm -hmm. and that doesn't work. So it's, it's yeah. time, I guess we, we try something new. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm. <laughs> so Avea Nelson, <laughs> yes. what <laughs> what does your ideal life look like? Mm. Your ideal think? self. Huh. My ideal self is exactly who I am <laughs> in the <laughs> in every moment, in every passing moment. That is my ideal self because it's the self that I am in that moment, which means that is already my ideal self <laughs> because Amazing. that is who I am. <laughs> um, so wanting anything more than that wouldn't make sense because if I was to be anything more than that's what I would be in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> But I can kind of feel what your, your the grander scale of your question Um Man, you know, I don't, I don't know. And I think I kind of like not knowing. I just, I, I like, just, yeah, I love just kind of following the threads of like inspiration that are present and seeing where that will lead me. Um, of course I have, you know, these grander dreams and aspirations and I actually, I don't have any attachments to them. 
Um, I'm totally fine if suddenly, you know, I feel inspired in a different direction. So, um, yeah, I would, that's amazing. That, that would be the best way I can, I can answer that really just simply being who I am is what really makes me so happy, um, to just continue like just spending so much time with myself is so nice. Like, I feel like there's never enough more time. Like I just, yes. Like I live and breathe my spirituality, my spiritual practice 24 seven. And that's what truly makes me happy. And whatever expressions come out of it is beautiful. (laughs) Um, but, uh, ultimately this is the driving force, um, of my life, Mm. my own, inner guidance, inner inspiration, inner excitement, and whatever expression that takes in that moment. Hmm, beautiful. I also think not knowing, it's kind of like the the point of the human experience as well. Like try to oh, kind of like forgetting who we are to come back to like remembering. Totally. I totally <laughs> remind myself of that when I'm having like a challenging moment and I'm just like, it's okay, babe. Like, we signed up for this. Like we wanted to experience these things. Like it's okay. Like we wanted it's so to liberating. Eh? When you when yes. you go back to that, I don't know. It's like I see my life before I was aware of like spirituality and all the stuff, and after, it's like it's changed so much. And it's like when you know you're being guided. When you know there's something so much bigger than ourselves. Yeah. Just who's got it? Yes. Who's got our back? <laughs> then it's just it's just so liberating and you're like just like whatever comes with me then i'll just go with that flow and yes it's so there's like this inherent peace that just comes with oh yeah wow i can just relax like i'm taking care <laughs> yeah. of it's so beautiful i totally agree totally agree 100 100 <laughs> um my next question if you could go back in time hmm. and talk to 18-year-old Avea, what would you tell her? Oh, I love questions like this. Man, <laughs> what would I tell her? Oh, well, the first thing I would do is I would hug her. I would <laughs> hold her. Before I say anything, I would hold her and hug her with all the light and the love that I am, that we are. I would do that first and I would just tell her that you are love, you are enough, and you are it. That's what I would tell her. Amazing. Yeah. Just let her feel it through my vibration, through the love that my future self is. And yeah, and let that just sink in. Um, Because I definitely feel as a young woman, I I, like a lot of young women and men, uh, we struggle with that sense of being enough or that sense of just... uh, Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. (laughs) I would probably go, if I could talk to my 18 year old self, I would probably smack him in the back of the head. Be like, hey, I, <laughs> that's, that's how I hard on myself. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> With love, of course. Like, but still. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. So good. And the beautiful part is we actually have the power to do that, um, to go back and have those conversations with our past younger selves, with our future selves, um, and just experience just how healing uh, that can be. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vea, so going to our last question here. Yes. What is your best piece of advice to make this world a better place? Mm. My best piece of advice or what I would share um, is to just be who you are. That's all. In all its simplicity, in all its complexity, to just know that who you are is more than enough to be the change, to, to shine brighter. It's not about what we're doing or, you know, we're not human doings, we're human beings. And so just simply being exactly who you are because there is no, there has never been another DNA configuration that is you. There, there isn't any, there, and there never will be, and there never has been. So the fact that your unique being has come together at this specific time and place, it's because you are already a gift. There is nothing outside of you that you need to do or be or try to attain or, or impress. You are inherently the most beautiful gift that you already are. There, there isn't anything more that needs to be done. And so simply being who you are in whatever expression that takes form, then let it be that. But yeah. Love it. Love it. So true. <laughs> so where can we find you, Avea? Where can we find more of your love, of your shine, of your magic? <laughs> Thank you so much, Renzo. Um, so my website is uh, avea.love. Avea is A-V-E-Y-A-H dot love. Um, you can find me there. Yes. Um, on all streaming platforms, if you want to listen to some of my music, um, I'm actually going to be releasing a new um, album this year, uh, which I'm what, pretty what? excited about. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure when. Depends on quarantine, when I can start going in the studio again. Oh, yeah. But, um, and so you can find me again, uh, Avea, A-V-E-Y-A-H on all streaming platforms and, um, Instagram, Facebook, it's Avea.love, uh, YouTube as well, just Avea. There's not too many Aveas out there, so I, I'm pretty lucky. Like, yeah. I <laughs> yeah, I love that name. That's so unique, Avea. Never heard it before. <laughs> well, it's, it's my full name. <laughs> <In all honesty. laughs> What's that? It's my soul's name. So it's your soul's I, name? Yes. It's not my birth name. Oh, okay. It's the, the name that was... Cool. I still love it. Nonetheless. Yes, thank you. <laughs> well, it is my name in a sense. It's my... It's yeah? Like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. And you can also find me on the Living Magic platform. And that's livingmagic.life. And so uh, David Lyon and I, we run some pretty phenomenal life changing <laughs> I second that I absolutely <laughs> agree guys you should check that out <laughs> yes. 
So, um, definitely, so yeah, I'm gonna put the links out there in the descriptions for you guys to go check it out. All her social media, all her yeah. platforms. <laughs> thank you, and thank you so much, Renzo. Thank it's you so much. Like such a pleasure to have met you in the container that we did in the retreat together, and it feels yes. like such a deep honor to be able to experience your shine and your presence in this moment and just how you're showing up like so beautifully and just in all your glow uh just to like you know hold this space for me for yourself for us for everyone else who's watching i totally appreciate you and i really look forward to um more of this expansion and connection for sure we'd love to have you again and thank you so much for your love your joy your presence really grateful to have known amazing people like you in my life absolutely and if you're in montreal then we should all just get oh together. for sure montreal is home so i always go back there uh, either way like for sure should meet up there Thank you so much, Renzo. This was much such a love. love. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And if you haven't done this yet, go get yourself a copy of my free ebook, The Thrive Method, a six-step guide to naturally align yourself with your life mission, regain your power, and fully thrive on my website, RenzoRuizHaas.com. I'll put the link in the description below for you to check it out. Also, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Spiritual Warrior TV, and to follow me on Facebook and Instagram as Renzo Ruiz Has. I want to express once again my biggest gratitude for your support and see you on the next episode. Much love.